What's going on, world? And welcome back to the Pursuit of the Good Life podcast, your favorite self-help podcast that helps you grow both professionally and personally. For those of you who are returning listeners, you know that I am your host, the Cameron Lovelace. If you're new to this podcast, this is where we talk about how to create your version of the good life every single Thursday. What's going on, y'all? I hope y'all are doing well this past week. I know last week probably was a, a little bit stressful. Um, well, if you're an American, uh, you, you probably were a little bit stressed out about the election and it going topsy-turvy, but now we do have a result. Um, but before we get into the topic, I want to, of course, y'all know I like to open it up with different things that I find on social media, you know, have a little fun, break the ice a little bit. But uh, I'll put the picture on the screen for those of y'all who are watching this on the video. Um, but it says... It's basically a little uh, a word thing, and it says, my husband is my best friend, but sometimes I want to square up. And man, I w- have not related to something more than that, because sometimes you just, you, you know, you, you be talking crazy to your spouse. Um, and in my case, you know, me and Sparkle, we talk crazy to each other sometimes. And you, sometimes you're like, you know what, shut up, square up. Just the square up, you know what I'm saying? He want a fake fight, um, but no, nah, it's 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 a beautiful thing to uh, have fun with your best friend and be able to, you know, talk crazy to him if you need to, in a playful way, of course, not in a demeaning way. But you know, I think most couples can uh, can can have that level of fun um, with their spouse. If your spouse is your best friend, then that's definitely um, something that's you know, it's a part of it, but. What I want to talk about today um, was really something essential and relevant to what's been happening in the U.S. over the over the course of the week through the election. Um, but so, if you've been living under a rock, then you know then you know that uh, Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will be our new president and vice president um, for the next four years. But I want to specifically highlight Kamala Harris because. She is the first female, the first person of color to ever hold the vice president's seat. And this is not a political podcast, so I'm not going to dive into the policy. I'm not going to dive into their record. I'm not going to dive into none of that. But I just want to highlight the fact that she's the first. Because when I look at her, I think about my little sister. My little sister is currently nine years old, and she is mixed just like Kamala Harris is mixed she is uh I believe Jamaica her father's Jamaican and her mother is Indian and now my little nine-year-old sister for the next four years so between the ages of nine and 13 and then on extended if they get another term she'll in a pivotal moment in her life as an adolescent growing up she'll get to see an example of somebody in the White House that looks just like her. And so to those of you, especially, let me, let me start by saying, for those of y'all who are young women, have young women, I want you guys to watch your feet because Kamala just broke through the glass ceiling that has never been shattered before. And so she's going to be a great example for so many young girls, especially girls of color, that can look at her as a powerful woman and say that you know what i can do that too because i felt the same way in essence 
when Barack Obama took office. When he took office, my mother called me in, like when he officially won and was making his speech, my mother called me up out of my room and said, hey, come watch this. Didn't explain, just say, hey, come watch this. And I wouldn't know until like when I reflected as an adult that that was a very important moment because to that point, in the African-American community, we saw the, the White House as untouchable. Like, it's like, nah, they'll never let a black man get in power mixed or, or not. We'll never, ever get a black man become president. And if he becomes president, they're going to kill him. They're going to make sure this, that, and the third. It was all this talk. But to see a black man ascend to the highest office in the land, it definitely said something, I think, for me as a, as a teenager, seeing that it, it kind of reflected that, you know what, nothing is untouchable. No matter what society says, nothing is untouchable. And so that's, that's the direction I want to go in for today is because you all need an example for the things that you want to do in life. It's very pivotal when you have an example of what you are trying to see and seeing that, one, it can be done. But number two, there's somebody that looks like you, comes from where you come from, that has done it, that has been successful, right? And so that's, and what I think about that for, for me, because when I was growing up, I wanted to be a therapist, I wanted to be a counselor, I wanted to be somebody that impacted change and, and helped people, right? But I didn't have anybody in my, in really, that I was really connected to that was a counselor until I met two guys in my church, who's, who's Larry and Terrell. They were two black men that were therapists, that were counselors, that had been through the path that I was trying to go through. And so I can only imagine if I, an African-American male, which is a double minority in the counseling field, had never came across that. Never had, had looked at the field of, of therapy and said, you know what? I don't really know people who look like me in that field. Why would I even want to pursue that? But no, I had two examples in high school in my church that could explain to me, oh, yeah, what you want to do, you want to do this. And then really don't look at your four years. Really, you want to look to grad school because that's where really where you're going to learn your bread and butter. That's where you're going to learn theoretical orientation, so on and so forth. Right. But. I can only imagine that 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 starting from scratch, and, and you who are listening to this, you who are watching this, are you starting from scratch with the good life that you're trying to build? Are you starting from scratch? Do you have anybody that's connected to you or that you can look after, not even somebody that you're connected to that can show you the path that you need to go to make things happen? Because it's so important for, for, for morale, for self-efficacy, to really believe in yourself because you can say, oh, well, he done it. Think about it. Majority of kids from, you know, inner city, low economic areas that are, I'm going to speak to the black community, that are black, they primarily look at the people that look like them on the TV. And who is that? That's athletes and entertainers. They're just facts because in their community, everyone else is living paycheck to paycheck, working hard, maybe to go to a factory, maybe to work as a secretary, maybe to do this, maybe to do that, to do a smaller paying job 
but they want to live a good life. They want to live financially. They want a happy family. So they they think that the way to do that is to play ball. They think the way to do that is to rap, to act, to do what I'm seeing people do. I want the chain. I want the big house. I want the fancy car. Who has the big house, fancy car, uh, financial stability, happy family? It's who I'm seeing on TV. It's who I'm seeing on Instagram, the, U- the YouTube uh, people, the TikTok stars. It's the people that I'm seeing that influences what I want and my belief if I can get it or not. And this is why it is so important to have a mark, to have somebody that you can compare with and aspire to become. Now, I'm not saying that it's impossible if you don't have that. There are great options, uh, not options. There are great examples like Facebook. Facebook, I mean, they had MySpace, but they were like, uh, we want to take it to another level, but we're going to do something that's never been done before. And now Facebook is the brand that it is now. You got Apple. Apple, you know, they might have had Windows or PCs to do what they do, but they took a model and they say, you know what, we're going to do something that's never been done before. We're going to put music on an MP3 that, is, that takes an experience to a whole new level. We're going to take that and put that in the phone. Never been done before. It is possible to do things at a high level without an example, without something that has been done before. But it makes it a whole lot easier when you do have an example to follow. Example to follow. And, and I say that on a personal level and a professional level because, and, I, and I'm speaking more to my millennial uh, experience right now when I say this, but if you want a man or a woman, you know, who you want to be eventually, who you eventually want to marry, you know, that person has to want that, that you want to be in a relationship with. And that person's background will influence how they see a relationship. Speaking from, speaking from the male perspective, there are a lot of men who grew up without fathers or grew up without examples of a faithful man as an example. The men that they might have grew up with probably had multiple women. The men who they grew up with had multiple baby mamas. The men who they grew up with, the uncles, uh, the cousins, all the men that they grew up with, they, had, they didn't give an example of a married man who takes care of his kids, loves one woman, and is married to her, never gets divorced until his dying death. They're, they might not have those examples. So they don't even know what that looks like. They, they, they think that all men cheat. Hmm. Some women think that too. But all men don't cheat. I know, I've met plenty of them. But it, it's, it's so important to have examples like that, who, who you have a man or you have a woman who looks like you, who can actually talk and engage with you and tell you, oh yeah, I, I came from a similar background. Oh yeah, I thought the same thing. Oh yeah, I can completely relate to that. And here's what I did to get through that. It's very, very important to have a mark and have somebody that to look to, to, to build that. And so, Personally, I I think that you have to have two examples of this. You have to have somebody who 
is close to you that you can actually connect with and touch with and actually talk to. So when I graduated college, you know, I wasn't connected to Larry and Terrell anymore. I had just started working at an inpatient facility, which is where I met my next mentor um, by the name of Justin. And Justin was already a licensed therapist that had used to work at the facility that I used to work at. He's went through programs that I'm aspiring to get into. And he was an African-American male who understood the importance of a young African-American male that wanted to be a therapist. So he took me under his wing and he put me on game early, connected with me, showed, showed me love, was like, hey, man, you need anything? Let me know. Here's my number. Just text me whatever questions you got. And I took advantage of that. And me and him still have a great relationship to this day because he helped me past that point when I left that facility, when I was in grad school and even now. And so having that connection uh, with him was reassurance and I could ask him questions because he could give me advice that could help me pick what I want to pick. For example, he said something that was very insightful for me when I was in the program going through it. He said that make sure that you get experience in what you think you'll like and what you think you won't like. Because you won't know until you actually work with the population and you don't want to be trying different settings before you, before you graduate. Because once you graduate, you'll be just hopping around trying to figure things out. So do what you can to get experience in your internships with those two experiences first. And that was great advice because in that I realized I don't want to work with little kids, like small kids that are below the age of 13. That ain't my ministry. Also, drug abuse, substance abuse. Also, not my ministry. Hey, but you want me to work with families? Want me to work with adolescents who can actually have a conversation about their feelings? Young adults? Oh, yeah, that's my bread and butter right there. But I wouldn't have, I probably would have been, you know, trying this or I would have been applying to this location. I would have been applying to that location. But because I had somebody who had been through the process, who I was personally connected with, he was able to tell me what to do. And so some, for some of y'all, that's what you guys need to go to that next step in your life and to the next step in your careers. You need somebody who you can trust maybe who looks like you, preferably somebody who looks like you and understands a little bit about your, your cultural background. And somebody who can tell you, hey man, I'm gonna put you on game with this, do this, avoid this, and you'll be all right. And when you get to this point, we'll have another conversation to push you even further. It's so important for your personal morale to have that person in your, in your corner that you can personally touch that you can personally uh, convene with. Now, the next example is somebody that you, that's out of reach that you can't touch. So the people that are like on the, on the national level, top influencer level that you are aspiring to become or aspiring to be like, not necessarily to become, but to aspiring to have a version that is like that. And I want you to, look at that through the lens of personally and professionally. So yeah, not just somebody who has the big house, not just somebody that has 
the big cars, not just somebody who is, you know, has a whole, whole bunch of money because that person can have all that, but have a horrible personal life. A horrible personal life. So I want you to look at both in terms of what is it that I aspire to become? What is it that I aspire to have in my personal and professional life? Is that you want to own multiple hundred real estate properties that has a cash flow of $50,000 a month? If so, you need to be looking at real estate pages, bigger pockets podcast. You need to look at the, those people who you might not be able to have a conversation with, like directly call them on the phone and say, Hey, what's up? But you can see their content. You can see their weekly posts. You can see their podcast. You can see what they are going after um, in terms of their professional hustle. And you can mimic their activity. You can mimic their work ethic. You can mimic the things that you can implement in your personal life. Well, your professional life in this setting. But there's also the personal side of it. So your pastors, your motivational speakers, your, uh, your family men, your family women, the people that, that have that personal peace in, in that good life that you're aspiring to be like, look at what they've gone through. Most people, they, they're willing to talk about their struggles. They're willing to talk about their successes. So look at what it is that they have done to get to where they've done. What did they do to avoid cheating? What did they do to uh, become a great father, to become a great mother? Did they go to therapy? Did they work two jobs? Did they have a supportive spouse? Were they homeless like Tyler Perry? What are the things that they went to to get to a level of personal peace and personal success, excuse me, in their personal life? It's very important to, to have those marks because when there's nobody around you or when you're not talking to the person around you, that's somebody who's fresh on your mind, just like the little kids I was talking about earlier. That's somebody who is fresh on your mind. I can see it. I can see a black man can be married for 30 plus years, 40 plus years, 50 years, 50 plus years till death do you part and have a great relationship with his spouse, with his wife, with their husband. I've see, I can see it because I'm looking at it on the gram, I'm looking at it on YouTube, I'm consuming their content, I'm going to their conferences, going to their seminars, I can personally see somebody that looks like me that has what I want. You gotta have that for you. And chances are, you have to go seek it out. You have to go find the things that you want. You gotta go find the people that you aspire to be like. You want to be a chef? You're African-American? You might not have an example in your hometown. You might need to go on the gram, go on Instagram, and start looking up people like Chef D. Arthur, like Darius Cooks. You might want to look at those people and see what they've done. Done it. Shameless plug, I did an interview with Chef D. Arthur uh, earlier. Go check out that episode. But that's, that's why I like to bring on people, and I'm going to do a better job of bringing on people who can give you an example of somebody that has maybe done what you guys want to do. So personally, I want you guys to 
on whatever whatever platform you're listening to this on, whether it's YouTube or Facebook, I want you guys to comment and tell me what what exactly do you guys want to see? What type of people do you want to hear from and see what their personal experience is? I've got some people that I'm going to reach out to that I'm going to bring on, but I personally want to hear from you, the listeners, you, the people consuming this content who are trying to create your version of the good life. Who are the type of people that you want to hear from and see what their personal experience is that you can model that you can do to chase your version of the good life? Because we don't always have it growing up. Me personally, I was, I was blessed to have a great example in my parents and my uncle, my mom, you know, even though she came from uh, out the gutter of Jackson, Mississippi, uh, she has a PhD. And I was able to grow up seeing her work for that, work hard for it, take the online classes. She went away for, I think, a semester or two semesters. She was gone from the house. She, was, she had to go to University of Kentucky for a semester to take classes in person. The rest of it, she came home and took her online classes. But I saw her grind. I saw her start in a preschool. Well, not a preschool, elementary school. I saw her start at Arkansas State University. I saw her grind. I saw her get her PhD. I saw her leave Arkansas State University and go into rehab. I saw her become a vice president. I saw her. So that was a great example. I saw my father um, not only be a great physical therapist, but also start a business that at its height was was multi-millions. I saw that. I saw my uncle still seeing. Now, these, these people are still doing these things, by the way. I'm seeing my uncle start his own business in massage therapy. I'm seeing him work with Arkansas State Sports. I'm seeing him work with, with athletes all over the country. I'm seeing that you can do that. But what happens when the people around you don't? When they didn't have people in their life that, that jumped, that took the leap of faith, that have been example, that have been successful. What happens when you're connected to those people? Well, they start to doubt you. They start putting fear and impossibility on your dream. Sometimes that person can be your spouse. Sometimes the, the people who are the closest to you, their doubts, their fears can start to creep into yours. Mm. And, and the thing is, you got to understand, they're just not com- they don't see what you've seen. They're not, they're not aiming for the things that you are aiming for. Now, now am I saying cut them off? Uh, not necessarily. But I am saying you have to limit what it is that you're picturing with them, what you're visioning with them. The conversation that you're having might need to might need to change a little bit. If you're hanging around guys, I'm talking to my guys right now. If you're hanging around guys who have never been faithful, who have cheated in every single one of their relationships, but you want to be married one day, happily married one day, eh, chances are you don't need to talk to them about relationships. 
talk to them about sports, talk to them about the hustle, talk to them about other things, but relationship, mm -mm. that's not the person you need to talk to. You need to talk to somebody who has been married for a couple of years. Somebody who has been faithfully married for a couple of years, for 10 years, for 15 years, for 20 years. You got to find these people. Because if you keep hanging around the people that don't believe that, then that will affect your viewpoint of it. You'll say, you know what, maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe, it's, yeah, you're right, dog. It's, it's just me. You start doubting yourself. If you hang around, you know, your girls who have never wanted to pursue a professional, an advanced degree, a graduate degree, start a business, get their own bag instead of depending on a man, they're going to be looking at you crazy. For you wanted to be an independent woman. For you wanted to be vice president of the United States or vice president of a company or CEO of a company. They're going to be looking at you crazy. So it's important to limit these conversations with the people that don't have the same vision as you. Those fears, those doubts, they'll start saying that, man, that's too hard. Mm. You working too hard. Mm. Man, come do this instead. Mm. Man, you know that's not going to... Mm. Got to limit those conversations with those people. Like I said, am I saying cut them off? Man, I can't say cut them off. But I can say you might need to start talking to them a little bit less. You might need to stop talking to them every day. You might need to not hang out with them every single weekend. Maybe you just need to kick it with them eh, every so often. Hey, man, how's this going? Oh, man, I'm good. Because chances are you have to be the example for them. They have to look at you and see a successful man, a successful woman who has a professional acumen that has took them to higher bounds, that has a personal peace in their relationship, that has been to therapy, that is, you know, in a happy relationship, that has rebuilded relationships with their family members, who's not getting into a fight every other weekend. Sometimes it's up to you to be the example that they need, but you can't do it while engaging with them every day more than the people that you need to be engaging with. The examples, the role models, the people that have been where you're trying to go. That's what it takes to really create your version of the good life. It's a very important aspect. And I couldn't let this moment pass with really acknowledging that. Because that's just what I thought about when I thought about Kamala Harris is that, man, so many girls are now about to do so many great things. Because really, there is no reason y'all should be taking a pay cut. There's no reason y'all should be making less than a man. Y'all can do any. So let me say this personally to all the black women that are watching this. I value you. You are great. You are worth it. And you can do anything that us men can do, if not better.
So let let let's get out there and find those examples and find those mentors, find those coaches, find those people who you can connect with and the people that you aspire to become like. Find those people and put them front and center on your phones, on your mirrors, in your in your podcast list, in your shuffles, wherever you can consume their content. That's what I want you to do today. That's that's what I want you to do. That's your action step to get out there and find somebody that looks like you in the field, in the personal development place that you are aspiring to become action steps, find their content, consume it, put it front and center for you to engage with continuously. So very important. All right. That's all I got for this week's episode. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, Give us that five-star reviews. It helps us so much on iTunes. If you're watching this on Facebook, if you're watching this on YouTube, give me a like, give me a share, comment your favorite part, comment your takeaways, and keep, use the, like, tell me what it is that that you really are looking for um, as far as guests, because I will reach out. I'm going to do what I can to bring on as many guests as I can to add value to the Pursuit of the Good Life podcast and help you take your personal and professional life to the next level. All right? Until then, keep creating your version of the good life. We're coming to you each and every single Thursday. Until then, I will see you next week.